Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Today's conversation was actually more about food triggers, right? Yeah. Like becoming in tune with our body. And we get a lot of questions from people like, which diet should I eat? And people mm-hmm. tell me like, oh, like, you know, they're on an AIP diet. They're on a ketogenic diet. They're mm-hmm. on, um, you know, like a Mediterranean diet, yeah. a Mediterranean. And they're saying like, I'm so confused. Like everyone tells me to eat this, you know, different diet Mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do. Like, where do I start? (laughs) It's constant. Like that is the number one question. That is the number one, I feel like topic in the autoimmune community. It really honestly annoys me because I feel like so many people that have like a lot of influence, especially on social media are kind of exploiting people by like promoting certain types of diets and like really just like saying this is the way and that's it. And that's just not the case. Everybody is so freaking different. And honestly, like you and I both, we have like, I don't, I've never labeled my eating in a certain way. Like, yes, I say I eat primarily plant-based and I eat completely gluten-free, but I don't ever like sit there and go, I'm this, I'm that, because we all have different ways of eating. Like I think Erica and I both, we have, we've kind of like mixed things from all of these different quote unquote diets and figured out what works best for us. Yeah. So I think that that's really, Mm -hmm. that's the number one important thing is do not just listen to one diet. A diet is a diet is a diet. Like there, there's no such thing as a healthy Mm -hmm. like diet. And I hate that word because when we're talking about like eating, it is a diet, right? Yeah. You have to, yeah, you have to eat diets. (laughs) These like, these like not crash diets, but these um, trending diets for autoimmune disease or for weight loss or whatever. And they're all toxic. They're all toxic to your mindset in some way or another. And sometimes toxic to your body, because you may think that you're like being healthy and doing the quote unquote right thing because someone told you to, but the answer is you should never take something at face value should always be tweaking things and modifying things according to how you are feeling. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like for me, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this in another episode, but I do identify with vegan because vegan's not about diet. Just Mm going to clarify this. Vegan has nothing to do with diet. So I don't say I eat a vegan diet. I say Mm -hmm. I eat a plant-based diet, Mm -hmm. but I identify as a vegan because I don't wear, I don't buy things that exploit animals Mm -hmm. and I don't participate in anything that exploits animals. So that's like a ethical like value to Mm -hmm. me. So very separate from the way that I eat. So, um, so yeah, I, I didn't, like I say, like I eat a plant-based diet because I feel like I don't want to like mix those two words together because mm-hmm. then people get really confused. Um, but I started off on a paleo diet. I did the AIP diet and I got more inflammation. And so I had to listen to my body. And when I recognized that, hey, when I eat more animal products, I feel mm-hmm. more inflamed. And so that's how I got led to a plant-based diet was because I was discovering that, wow, like red meat is a huge trigger for me. Like Mm -hmm. I would get so swollen like immediately and it was grass fed. Guys, I was spending like so much money on this, you know, type of meat. And I think we talked about this uh, in Mm -hmm. one of our earlier episodes 
Um, but anyways, my point is, is that it took me time to fine tune my diet. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about, you know, this weekend when I was with you, the fact that both of us, even though we eat very similar, like we eat, you know, you eat mostly plant-based, I eat plant-based and we're both like trying to figure out what foods we can eat Mm -hmm. together because it looks very different. Yeah. Like Rachel really is triggered by gluten. I can eat gluten. Not, Mm -hmm. I don't eat it all the time, but when I do, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't notice anything in my joints. But then Rachel can have, like, you know, nut butters, and she eats a lot of nut butters. And I literally cannot have almost any nut, especially Mm -hmm. nut butters, because it's so concentrated. And so we're both, like, coming together Mm -hmm. with these, like, different food sensitivities Mm -hmm. and, like, understanding, like, whoa, like, this goes to show you how complex the gut microbiome is and how unique it is to the person because we're responding differently to healthy foods, completely healthy foods, right? Yeah. And that's even, um, so one, one common thing that both of us were saying is that neither of us can, um, eat hummus because tahini has, uh, sesame seeds in it that trigger you. And Mm -hmm. for me, if I have a lot of chickpeas, it triggers me both healthy foods, right? And but like hummus is considered a healthy food and it is, it's like really, really good for you. It has good fiber. It has good protein. Um, and it's, it's funny because that's something that's healthy but neither of us can have it. And same thing with like, you eat a lot of bananas. I can't do bananas because they hurt my stomach. And it's just like, everyone is so different. And just because a food is healthy does not mean it's good for you. And so that's Mm. why I say like, don't just say, Oh, I'm going to eat by this diet. A diet is a diet. It does not freaking work because everyone is so different. Um, I wanted to quickly touch. I don't remember if I've talked about this on an episode before, but quickly touch on the way I think that I did, but uh, the way that I kind of transitioned into eating. And I want to preface this by saying no matter what way you want to eat or feel like you need to eat, it takes time. Do not. And that's another thing about these diets is Mm -hmm. they don't work because you, it's basically like a crash diet at that point. You're like, I'm going to drop everything. I'm going to cut everything out. And some of the stuff that you might be cutting out, you might not even be triggered by. So why cut them out right away? And then you will cause an intolerance because you're not putting it into your body enough. And So like for me, it took probably almost two full years until I got to the point where I do not eat gluten at all anymore. But it took me a long time because at first I was like, oh, like, I don't think it bothers me. And then I realized it did. Mm -hmm. And then I started eating like less and less of it. But then I would still like, if I would go to a restaurant, I would still eat the bread and stuff like that. And then I realized like, that's not worth it to me anymore. And so like the plant-based thing, for instance, for the first, um, probably year and a half of my diagnosis, I was like still eating meat, but I didn't eat any red meat because I knew that was super triggering for me. And I also like don't even enjoy red meat that much. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I was eating a lot of like chicken and turkey, like every single day I would have chicken or turkey. Mm. I would have eggs. And I was doing a lot of research and read a lot about a plant-based diet. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me try this out. And actually I was, so then all I did is I started eating more vegetables. I kept Mm -hmm. everything the same. I just ate more vegetables. The biggest portion on my plate was vegetables. And then I was like, okay, like I'm doing pretty well with this. Like maybe, maybe I could go pescatarian next, right? Like I was still trying to fit myself into these labels. Mm -hmm. And then, um, my now ex-husband, but, uh, I think he was my husband at the time. (laughs) I'm like timelines. Um, 
one day it was like before new year's like new year's even he was like i think like at the new year i'm gonna go completely vegan and i literally laughed at him i was like okay like have fun with that there's no way you can do it and he's like well i'm gonna yeah. do it and i was like okay i'm gonna do it too because i had already kind of been transitioning into that i had been eating yeah. less meat i wasn't eating meat every single day anymore i was yeah. eating more whole foods i was eating more vegetables than ever I was like, mm. okay, like maybe let me just try. What's the worst that could happen? I don't, mm. you know, I want something great. And my mentality the whole time was like, if I really, really want something like meat, like eggs, like whatever, I will eat it because mm. I don't believe in deprivation. Mm -hmm. And so for the first six months, I was completely vegan, like no honey, no nothing, nothing mm. that even remotely animal product. And then like, so I started literally January one. And then by like mid, mid July, I think, I started like wanting, um, fish and I was like, you know what? Like I, I'm just going to have some and like, see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I was working at a fine dining restaurant at the time. And I, um, they have really good sushi. And I was like, I just like really want salmon right now. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to start eating fish again. So I started eating fish. And then I realized that I was eating fish, like almost every day at that point. And my mm -hmm. inflammation was getting worse again. And I yeah. didn't, I didn't connect the two though. Yeah. Yeah. And like, same thing. I was like, oh, I kind of want eggs. So I would like eat eggs here and there. And so at a yeah. certain point I was like, why am I feeling like crap again? This is crazy. Yeah. And I realized, oh, I've been eating these things again. So then again, mm -hmm. I kind of cut back on them. Mm -hmm. And, um, from that point I was like, let me eat them. Like if I really, really want it, then fine. But I'm not just going to like blindly just yeah. eat it just because. Yeah. And so that's kind of like how I personally eat and it's different for everyone again, but for me personally, I eat like fish maybe once a month. Like I eat mm -hmm. eggs maybe once, twice a month. Like mm -hmm. I don't keep those things in the house. Like I have, um, like once in a while I'll have goat cheese for instance, because like, I am pretty sure I'm like completely allergic to any cow products. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I know that for me, like Erica saying gluten doesn't bother her. She eats it once in a while. For me, I know that very low levels of like those types of animal products don't bother me. And mm -hmm. so I choose to consume them once in a while. Now, yeah. could I go without them? Absolutely. But mm -hmm. I, again, like once in a while, it sounds really good. And like, that's mm -hmm. just kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. I have contemplated like completely, um, going vegan for ethical reasons, because yeah. again, it started out as a health thing and now yeah. it's kind of transitioned to more of an ethical thing. But this is my point is that it doesn't look the same for any, everyone. And you have to be identifying like, and really tuning into your body and paying attention and also being, being okay with experimenting because that's how you're really going to identify what is working for you and what isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, again, it's really hard because I'm a health coach and I do believe that, you know, everyone tolerates different foods and, you know, we should all have the freedom to eat what makes us feel best. But like, as you said, like this journey for me has been more about just than the diet. Mm -hmm. Like it's been like a spiritual evolution for myself. And I don't feel like whatsoever, like, ever tempted by eating animal products like mm -hmm. at any point over the last four years um just because I feel like I don't know like the purity of like eating plant foods feels mm -hmm. like it feels better for me and like that's why you know like I would never just go back even if I had like they came up with some cure for rheumatoid arthritis at this point in my life, like, I wouldn't just go back just because, like, oh, I can. Like, yeah. I literally have yeah. 
zero desire. I'm never mm. tempted. I never look at any type of animal product and go like, oh man, I wish I could eat that. Mm -hmm. Like if anything, I look at that and go, that's inflammatory like for me and like, uh, you know, all the other issues that come with it. Yeah. But the point is, is that, you know, this whole process is going to look very different for different people. Like some people start off on a plant-based diet mm -hmm. and they go, oh my gosh, like all these grains bother me. I can't have beans. Mm -hmm. I can't have this. And so then they try something else. But I think it's good to detach from the label aspect, yeah. right? And more listen to like what these individual foods, how they're making you feel. Because yeah. if you get really attached to the identity of the label, which, you know, a lot of, I've seen a lot of people, especially, it's crazy. I don't know what it is about the AIP diet, but it becomes like people are like, this is it. Oh my like, God, you know, yeah. But then, but then they're on it for like three or four years. It's not sustainable. And they're not getting, and they're not getting any better. And I, mm -hmm. I tell people, if you're doing something consistently for at least a year and you are not getting any better and you're getting worse mm -hmm. you need to reevaluate your diet you need yeah. to detach from the label identification because mm -hmm. i was there i was told that a paleo slash aip diet was going to be the best thing for me i bought all the aip books mm -hmm. i was uh, i was all into it and i was like this is it this is the mm -hmm. gonna be the best for me and now I'm looking back and I'm like, wow, like none of those things served me anything. But the only thing that it served me is that it helped me listen to my body and to recognize like, hey, I can't just be eating this way because someone wrote a book about how it helped mm -hmm. their thyroid. I'm like, first of all, even though autoimmune conditions at the root cause of it is inflammation, there are certain things about certain diseases that thrive better with certain types of food and can actually exacerbate the symptoms yeah. of other people. So yeah. I know for like people with MS, I've heard that like eating like a lot of like organ meat and like grass fed meat and all that stuff helps with the mitochondria in their cells, which which when it comes to multiple sclerosis, like their, their body is attacking their like their nervous system, their cells, mm -hmm. their muscle cells and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, it's hard to kind of disassociate yourself from these labels when you see other people in the community doing it and you like want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like you have to do what's best for yourself. You know what I mean? Like you can't, it, it's like we, de we develop this tribe for ourselves, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm in the plant-based tribe. I'm in this and I'm in that. And at and the that end of the day, we end up sacrificing our own health because we're eating things over and over and over, or perhaps mm -hmm. we're not eating certain nutrients because we're scared of it. When yeah. in actuality, it's not affecting us whatsoever. That kind of goes back to what we've talked about before about um, being part of groups that just validate you and yeah. don't actually support you and yeah. like encourage you and empower you. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, oh, I'm part of this like plant-based tribe, yeah. right? Yeah. But maybe that just like doesn't align or maybe you're like AIP and you've been on it for a long time. You don't notice a difference, but you're scared to get off of it because yeah. that's all you have heard of. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to go out and do research. Don't be afraid to try different foods. Like it's the, the worst that can happen is honestly, like it flares you up and then, you know, like, mm -hmm. yes, it's hard. Yes, it sucks, but at least you'll know. And the best that can happen is you tolerate the food and you feel so much better. Like, yeah. and the thing is like, 
I wanted to quickly go back and say, like, um, for me personally, I was saying that I, I would easily go completely without animal products, but as far as like me, I know that I feel so much better not having, I haven't had any sort of meat in two and a half years. Like I know that I feel so much better without any sort of meat like that. Now, some would say fish is meat now. Mm -hmm. Yes, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, I only have that very, very rarely. And I don't keep those things in the house. That's another like really easy tip to figuring out like, and, and maintaining and sustaining something is don't keep those things in your house. Like maybe if you like go to someone else's house or you go to a restaurant or something, you really want the thing fine. But if you know that it triggers you don't buy it, like it's that yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to touch on the fact that, uh, you were talking about people that like are on AIP for four years, for instance. Yeah. yeah. And please remember that our bodies are not meant to be on one specific way of eating forever, even for like months at a time. Like Mm -hmm. we're meant to go through these cycles. Yep. No. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is a very good topic to bring up because look at, if you're limiting your, your diet, let's talk, you know, I know we don't like this word, but we have to use it. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you're limiting yourself to like, maybe 15 different foods, 20 different foods, right? Okay, think about the entire plant kingdom of foods there Mm -hmm. are, right? And you're limiting yourself to very specific things. Over time, your body will develop a food sensitivity to something Mm -hmm. if you eat it over and over and over and over again. And and I know this 100% for sure because at this point, like I was eating like avocados for a couple months because my friend has an avocado tree and I was making avocado toast. I was like doing everything with avocado because I mm. love avocado. And I started to develop a little uh, sensitivity to it. And so the thing is, and even, you know, uh, I talk to a lot of people that they say like if they eat a lot of the same thing in one week, you know, they might develop a sensitivity Mm -hmm. to it. So it's very complicated. Like this is why it's a process of like continually listening to your body. Because if I just keep eating the avocado and just going, ignoring it, going, oh, it can't be the avocado. I've never had a sensitivity to it, Mm -hmm. right? And I do that for a long time. You're going to put yourself in a flare because you're not listening to your body. And so, uh, you know, it's hard. It's difficult to give up these things, you know, but it's nothing is, Nothing is permanent, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you heal your gut in a certain way or you give it that space to not be triggered so much by the same thing over and over and over, over time you should be able to eat that again. Now, there are certain things like nuts, right? So I haven't had any type of nut really uh, like a large quantity of it uh, for over a year. Like when I was with you, like we got this little vegan cheesecake thing and it had mm-hmm. like the base of it was nuts and I had a few bites and guess what my elbow remember I told mm-hmm. you was hurting the next day and so I don't know if it was from that or it was from climbing but mm-hmm. I'll tell you what like even the smallest amount of like nuts still bother me mm-hmm. after a year of me not having anything mm-hmm. and so it's like you know I don't know if it's going to take another couple years for me to reintroduce that or maybe it just my body doesn't like it at all and maybe mm-hmm. I like it doesn't want that in my body so it's like 
you really have to be at a place where you just kind of have to surrender and accept what your body is asking of you instead of resisting it and fighting it and mm-hmm. being pissed off and you know all that stuff because that doesn't serve you either you know so you just have to like go with the flow of your body and go okay right now it can tolerate these foods and if you find in like a month or two down the road that you can't you know really listen to your body before Mm -hmm. things get out of control right because if you let it get out of control it's gonna be way harder for you to get that inflammation Mm -hmm. down versus like okay the last couple days i know that i had almonds and now my joints are hurting more right Mm -hmm. say you do that and you keep going for weeks and weeks you're going to be in a state where it's going to be harder to get that down. So I think that's why, you know, Rachel and I do so well is because we don't let things get out of control. Yeah. We recognize like, okay, that's not normal for me to have that amount of knee pain. Mm -hmm. That's not normal for me to like wake up and like feel like, oh my gosh, like my body hurts so much that I can't even do a simple exercise, you know, because Mm -hmm. we're at the point of, you know, all the things that we do for ourselves. So um, yeah, just surrendering, accepting that the body changes yeah, and that there's no one size fits all, not just for people with autoimmune conditions, but anyone that is listening to this that maybe doesn't even have an autoimmune mm-hmm. condition, maybe you have something else going on, like listen to your body. If you're getting bloated, if you're getting- Bloating uh, is a type of inflammation and I think too many people don't mm-hmm. realize that that's a whole different oh. thing, but that is inflammation. Totally like- yeah. Even with an autoimmune disease or not, we're not supposed to like, yes, a little bit of bloating. Sure. But like, if you literally are getting a distended stomach after eating, something is majorly wrong, but also it all comes back to intentionality. We always talk about intention, be intentional with your eating the way that Erica and I eat. We are so intentional with what we are cooking, with what we are putting into our body. We pay Mm -hmm. attention to labels. We know exactly what is in what's going into our body. And that way, if we do, for instance, how Erica had a little bit of a flare while she doesn't know, oh, it's for sure the almonds. She was like, oh, well I had almonds. And I know that in the past they flared me up. It could be that, or it could be something else, but Mm -hmm. it's just having that mindfulness piece. So that next time that you Mm -hmm. go to try almonds, maybe you have that in your mind, like, oh, this might happen. It's all about kind of like a little bit of prevention, but also just like preparing your mind of like, you know what? It might happen. And sometimes we might think it's worth it. For instance, like Erica and I, the last episode, we're drinking wine and we, we both knew that like there was a possibility that we could be swollen the next day, but we were like, you know what? We're having fun. We're living, like we're enjoying ourselves and that's okay. You have to decide what that kind of like boundary is for yourself. And it's Mm -hmm. all about that intention behind it. Yep. Yeah. And we also like, so I got, uh, we got some vegan pizza and I have a sensitivity to marinara sauce. Now I can't eat marinara sauce like over and over and over, like within the same week, because that really messes me up. Like I will get, my shoulders will hurt. I just get like muscle pain. It's really crazy. And so I knew when I ate that, I was like, okay, like I'm having marinara sauce. I'm having some wine, but uh, you know, I, I knew going into that and mm-hmm. I was like, but I know that if I do it one day, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be freaking bedridden. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to cause me the worst flare of my life. Now, yeah. if I eat it four or five times in that week, yeah, mm-hmm. I might be there at the end of the week if I'm yeah. drinking a lot of alcohol and doing all that. And we talked about this in our finding balance episode. Um, but like, you know, my whole thing is if I could tell anyone listening to this is like, 
don't live this crazy restrictive diet. Don't Mm-mm. let di- like diet rule you. Don't let it b- become this main focus in your life where that's all you can think about and you're scared of food. It's so unhealthy. And- it's like way too easy. And when you're are diagnosed with an autoimmune condition and you, once you make that connection between food and how you're feeling, yeah. it's really easy. It's a slippery slope to yep. literally creating an eating disorder. Yep. And we talk about this all the time. We have plenty of clients that I've had clients that like have come to the extreme end of it where they're Mm -hmm. like so obsessed with their diet. They're actually unbelievably stressed about it. Mm -hmm. All they can think about when they wake up is what am I going to eat? How is that going to make me feel? Mm -hmm. How am I going to feel tomorrow? Like literally every thought of their day is consumed by diet. And so this is a balance that you find within yourself over time. Okay. Mm-hmm. It took me a couple years because I fell into that, especially going by these labels. I think they can really make us feel like consumed by what we're putting into our body, like in an, in an unhealthy way, because we're like, oh my gosh, I ate a sweet potato today and it's not part of this diet. Like mm-hmm. how, how could I do that? I'm so And then stupid. the stress could be causing the flare rather than the food. Yeah. <laughs> it might not yeah. even actually trigger you. It might be you stressing about the food that actually triggers you. It's like, it's, it's really crazy. And I think that it's so important to come back to that intention. And also how many times, Erica, when we were together, how many times, even especially that last meal, we were like, Oh my God, how beautiful is this? How beautiful is this food? We were at the farmer's market, like choosing our vegetables. And we were like, God, this is so amazing. Thank you. Trees. Thank you. Earth. Like, this is amazing that we get Mm -hmm. to put all of this into this beautiful. I'm literally getting chills. Like, this is amazing that we get to put all of these amazing plants into this bowl. And it's so nutritious and it's delicious. And none of the foods that are in here we worked really hard on like identifying what both of us could eat yep. um mm-hmm. and like making this beautiful like satisfying flavorful it was bowl. so good oh my god I'm still dreaming about it <laughs> oh my gosh and and then the strawberries that we got at the <gasps> oh yeah we have to talk about that oh my god literally the best strawberry and we talked about this in our food fundamentals or I yeah yeah one of the, the episode yeah one of those things but we were talking about how we couldn't find a strawberry uh-huh. that was like when you cut it open it was actually red guys these strawberries <gasps> were literally like bleeding red our fingertips our fingers were, were red, red. <laughs> they were literally stained red and I was like oh my god like this is the kind of stuff like we were oh my gosh we went we had this like kind of little picnic thing at a winery on the last day that I was there and we had like our strawberries and our blueberries and we had dates and then we had some like raw cacao chocolate that we got at the farmer's market and we were literally just like oh my god like that's how like your perception of food changes like Uh so much like now when I see like vibrant whole foods like that's the kind of stuff it's exciting we were at the farmer's market just like giddy the whole time we're like look at this look at that like getting all the things and that's exactly it you're you have to change you will change your perception and you have to change your intention and like have an intention behind the way that you're eating and the whole world will open up you like if you are looking at this as I know that I need to eat more vegetables and like looking at the vegetables at the store like disgusted that's not a good intention behind it. Be excited for it. And I always tell clients, like, if you don't know how to make vegetables, reach out to Erica, reach out to me. Like, seriously, we will give you all the tips because we love vegetables so much and like constantly making them and making them in different ways and making it fun. And 
fun fact, I actually didn't like vegetables whatsoever until I was like 20 years old. No joke. Mm-hmm. Like never grew up eating vegetables. Erica yes. and I talked about this, but I was like, my, oh. my, my version yeah. of a vegetable was like a cucumber or like corn and corn was a vegetable when oh, I was growing mine was up. Can- <laughs> mine was- oh, exactly. Mine was can We talked about this. Mine yeah. was like canned green beans. Like, ugh. Like, <laughs> I'm dying thinking about that. I'm like, that is ass. Like, how long have those green beans like been sitting on that shelf? Like, mm-hmm. my gosh. Like, and like I the extra no stuff that they put into the canned stuff sometimes, like sodium and sometimes additional like colorings and stuff like that. And corn canned syrup, foods. corn syrup in freaking corn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And it's crazy because I never liked vegetables. And then I basically started like making myself like them. And I just started searching recipes and just trying them. And I was like, oh my God, actually, these are really good. Like, wait a second. I actually like Brussels sprouts. Like what? Oh, wait a second. Green beans are actually Mm -hmm. delicious and vibrant. And that's exactly it. You have to shift your mindset about it and get excited for it. And we can help you do that. (laughs) We'll be your vegetable hype girls. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I do want to say, okay, here's the biggest thing I want the listener to understand right now. It's not about what you take out. It's about what you put in. Yes, preach, girl. (laughs) Reframe that mindset because Mm -hmm. we get very, like, here's the thing. When you start doing this diet for autoimmune disease, you get so focused on, I can't have this. I can't Mm -hmm. have this. I can't have this. And then you don't enjoy your food. You're not enjoying what you're eating versus I think about food of like, all the things I can have. Like, I don't even think about all the time, like, oh, I can't have this. I can't have that. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I I can't have nuts. That sucks. Like, I'm literally like, okay, well, there's a million other things that I can eat that can make me feel that same way. And like, I'm totally, like Rachel said about like being intentional about the food. Like Mm -hmm. when you go grocery shopping and you go, or you go to the farmer's market or whatever it is you're doing, and you're, you know, you're deliberately choosing certain foods and uh, vegetables and you're you're looking at it and you're like, wow, this is vibrant. This is amazing. And you're making that connection with your body. We talk about this all the time, the mind-body mm-hmm. connection. You're literally starting that digestive process when you are choosing those yes. foods, knowing mm-hmm. they're going into your body and then consuming it and like properly absorbing it the way that your body needs mm-hmm. versus like just shoving down food because some diet says you have to eat it. Like yeah. say you don't like a lot of meat and you're on this AIP paleo diet or keto diet or whatever diet that's highly, you know, has a lot of animal-based products and you don't like that for yourself and you don't enjoy eating large quantity of meats, you're going to eat that and you're going to not feel good Cause about a it. stress response. Yeah, you're going to be like, you know, okay, let me just you know stomach this and like get it down like no food should be about like oh my gosh I love what I'm eating I love the way that it makes me feel (laughs) I love uh everything that it does for the environment and for the animals or whatever it is for you like making that larger connection to gives you so much more of a you know powerful effect for your healing process versus just like oh I'm just doing this because someone else told me to do it Yeah. And if you are listening to this right now, please go back to our food fundamentals um, Mm -hmm. episode because we talk so much more about that. And it's a really important topic. Um, I wanted to touch once again um, near the end of this episode about the way that we used to eat because you and I talk about this all the time. And I want to paint a picture because I think that so many people listening are always like, 
oh, like they do this, they do that. Like we are not like, quote, like idols of health by any mm. means. Like we mm. still have a long way to go. We're still on our own journeys, but also yeah. we have come, we have come so, so far from where yeah. we were. And so Eric and I talk about all the time, like, Ooh. oh, I used to eat this, I used to eat that. Like I want to paint a picture really fast um, because I actually, I saw this um, statistic. Uh, I don't know how accurate or like um, how recent it is. Sorry. It was saying that, some study recently has said that the majority of autoimmune disorders are diagnosed four to 10 years prior or after you've Mm -hmm. been like eating a certain way. Yeah. And I fully believe that because I know that I have eaten an inflammatory diet literally my entire life until I was diagnosed at 23. Mm -hmm. And I have no doubt I've literally had joint issues since I was nine years old. Like I have had really bad digestive issues for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this has literally just been brewing. And then one day my body was like, okay, you're still not listening. Like, here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yes. People need to understand like, all like the way that we eat now and the way we think about food and our enthusiasm about it and our passion and all that stuff like that wasn't there for us like most of our lives I didn't grow up and like like I grew up with a single mom okay living off of the dollar menu like Mm -hmm. we predominantly ate things off of the dollar menu what was like fast convenient and cheap like Mm -hmm. the rest of the world pretty much yeah and um yeah, I mean, constant inflammatory foods. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even recall anything that was remotely, like, good for me. Mm-hmm. Like, at, at like literally, like, frozen, you know, pizzas and all this kind of stuff and, like, total inflammatory foods. Mm-hmm. And I lived off of, like, white bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a legit meal for me. Like, sometimes I didn't even want to make, like, eat food. I was just like, I just want bread and butter. And guess what? I was constipated for literally most of my life until I got Mm. this disease. Same. Constipated, bloated. I mean, sometimes I wouldn't go to the bathroom, you know, for a very long time. And we talked about this, like, even like in our first episode, Uh. we're we're revisiting uh, that. But this is important. But this is important. It's like, you know, we're speaking from passion because we've have the contrast, mm-hmm. right? It's exactly. not like we just read this stuff and said, oh, let's be health coaches. Like Rachel and I have lived the experience mm-hmm. of having the contrast between when we were eating all that crap to what we're eating now, mm-hmm. how good our digestion is, like my skin, like my gums, like everything. Everything. So much, like way, oh my God. I didn't even know that it was possible for my body to feel this way. Mm -hmm. And this is what we want for our listeners. We want you to get to that place where you can feel like, oh my God, I see the contrast between when I decide to eat the gluten or the bacon or the, you know, sugary treats Mm -hmm. every time. And when I don't eat them, like how much better I feel. And like, you don't know what your best self is until you allow yourself to be in that long enough to see that contrast. A hundred percent stealing your line. Um, I have a, uh, person that signed up with me through beach body like years ago. She's actually like, used to be a friend of mine that I used to dance with and she does not have an autoimmune disease. Yeah. And she texted me a couple months ago being like, Oh my God, my husband and I recently 
started eating less gluten and more vegetables. Like that's it. They didn't change anything else, less gluten, more vegetables. And she was like, it is insane. The amount of inflammation that I see gone, like we're not bloated all the time. And she's like, we're seeing these crazy changes and we haven't even changed that much. And she's like, she lives in Michigan. And she was like, um, it's crazy because we're trying to talk to people about this and explain it to them. And they think we're crazy for saying that food has so much to do with this. Yeah. And the thing is, once you see it and feel it, you can't unsee or feel no, it. Once no. you know, you know, and you make yeah. that connection and you do everything you can to keep that connection and to yeah. keep feeling better. But it's hard to get to that point of really seeing and feeling it again, mm-hmm. coming back to that intentionality of I'm going to pay attention to how I feel when I eat certain foods. Yeah. So yeah, really good point is to do um, a food log. Mm-hmm. So I always recommend for clients to do minimum a three day food log very shortly after they start with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't ask them to change anything. Mm-hmm. I say, do yeah. not change anything. Just pay attention to what you are eating and how you're feeling during and after mm-hmm. and the next day. Yeah. And that is more profound than like just sitting there and, and like Erica said, like shoving food down your throat and being like, Oh, this is fine. Cause someone told me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like coming back to when I was growing up, um, my, my mom always definitely kept some like a lot of healthy foods in the house, but we also had things like top ramen and, uh, SpaghettiOs and like, (laughs) you know, really sugary cereals. And like, instead of just having oatmeal, it was like the like dino oatmeal, you know, stuff (laughs) like that. And, and pop tarts, I would literally eat pop tarts for breakfast every single day. And like, I would have like SpaghettiOs with white bread and butter for dinner. (laughs) And like, you know, I, I was very much like, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Michigan and in Nebraska. And like, I was the same way, like standard American diet, you know? And while my mom ate very healthy for the most part, like they never really honestly like made me eat that way. Mm -hmm. And so I would, you know, they would cook dinner and they would be like, here's dinner. If you want it, you want it. And a lot of times I would be like, I would eat like little bits of it. And then I would, or I would like not touch the vegetables or not touch the salad on the table or whatever. And then I would like, you know, just eat a very small amount and then make something else. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that I grew up. And that obviously like caused so much inflammation. And so I think it's really important to recognize, like, no matter where you started, you can still get to a place where you are healthier than ever. Like I thought I was healthy, especially like after I moved out on my own, I was cooking a little bit healthier. I thought I was being healthy. Like I started really getting into just health and ge- like health and wellness in general, but like very basic level when I was like 18 yeah. to like, you know, basically till I was diagnosed, I thought I was healthy because I was skinny. I thought healthy was yep. skinny. And I was like, oh, I've never been fat. And like, this is fine. I have digestive issues. I get really bad gas. I'm constipated or have diarrhea half the time. Like, I don't know. I think I'm healthy though. And I just kept going and going because I was doing quote unquote, what people were saying to do. I was like doing what fitness influencers were telling me to do basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then come to realize, Oh wait, that wasn't healthy. Like now I am truly healthier than ever. Mm -hmm. Point being no matter where you start, you can still get to the, that point. Like Erica and I both started from a really, really unhealthy place thinking we were fine. And now realizing again, you can't unsee it. You're like, Oh, wait a second. This is awesome. This feels Mm -hmm. great. I'm going to keep doing this because I like to feel this way. (laughs) Exactly. And there's no 
There is no too late to start on any of this. If you I've have, heard. if mm-hmm. you, if you have an autoimmune disease and you've had it for 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, whatever that looks like for you, it is not too late to start making these changes for yourself mm-hmm. and to becoming in tune with your body and to give up the foods that are causing you inflammation. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to reverse your joint damage or whatever mm-hmm. you've had, but you can certainly prevent yourself from getting further damage. And, and and it's not just even about the joints, though. You know, we're talking about energy levels. Mm-hmm. We're talking about your digestion. We're talking about possibly hair growing back because mm-hmm. you're getting the, vi- you know, important nutrients that your body needs um you know your clarity your mental clarity your attention span like all these things that we forget that our food directly affects you know hormones too you know what i mean so it's like it's never too late it's never too late to start taking care of yourself in that way and becoming in tune with yourself and even if you right now if you're on a diet right now for an autoimmune condition and you've been on it for four, five plus years, even three years, two years, and you do not feel the difference and you are not making improvements the way that you feel that you should be making improvements Mm -hmm. and you're suffering and you don't like the food you're eating and you feel restricted and all those things, like it's okay. You can step away from that diet and you can try new foods reintroduce things into your life see how it feels yeah one because i remember when i was like uh, on the aip diet and i remember uh because on even on the aip diet i think you can't even have like white potatoes Mm -hmm. because they're like eat sweet potatoes like they're saying like white potatoes are inflammatory i remember when i was craving white potatoes okay after like a year of doing this i was like screw it like i'm eating freaking white potatoes i'm like i don't care what anyone says what's wrong with a white potato yeah and of course obviously if it's not like fried and you know a whole potato is healthy okay Mm -hmm. yes a sweet potato has more nutrients that you know you don't often get like vitamin a and stuff like that but Mm, a a regular potato is still healthy Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I remember when I made that leap and I was like, I'm going to eat this. And I had built so much fear around white Mm -hmm. potatoes and I ate it. Nothing happened. Then I eat it again. Nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Eat it again. Nothing happened. Because potatoes are life. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God. I was like, I can't believe I restricted myself from potatoes, which is one of my favorite foods. Uh And that's just a totally unhealthy mindset. And I'm like, literally Rachel and I eat potatoes probably almost every single day is never caused me an issue mm-hmm. ever once and I would know because I eat it almost every single day yeah and so I think it's really important that you just give yourself permission mm-hmm. to not be attached to these labels to try something different if it's not making you feel the way that you think you should be feeling after a certain amount of time consider trying change it up change it up nothing it's- is permanent nothing is permanent Mm-hmm. Sometimes joint damage is permanent, but it, yeah. in regards to like diet yeah. and lifestyle, nothing yeah. is permanent. You don't have to be stuck. You are not stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two points to make. So number one, like you and Erica and I have talked about, um, how some of our clients, like I have clients who were diagnosed 12 years ago, 15 years ago, yeah. 10 years ago. And those clients actually see the biggest changes because of the focus on mindset. Yep. Erica and I both in our coaching um, programs focus on mindset more than anything, because that is the yep. foundation. 
And a lot of these people, while maybe they have tried different medications, they have tried different lifestyle changes, they have tried different types of movement, different types of diets, they were missing that support piece and that mindset piece. And that is the foundation of all of this. And also getting that like education and one-on-one help. Um, I cannot remember the life of me what the second point was. I was like on a roll and I was listening to you talk about the potato and then I like had a thought and now I don't remember what it was. So I don't know if I think of it in the next it's like okay. two minutes. We, we have way more. We have a <laughs> lot of episodes to go in our lifetime. So we'll have plenty of time to, uh, you know, address more of these things sometimes even in more detail. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, I think this is such a useful uh, conversation for people because like I said, we get so many questions about this and our podcast has been primarily focused on just mindset stuff and because obviously we're super passionate about it. And I think we're on our own personal journeys and we're going through our own evolution. And I think in the beginning of your diagnosis, you tend to primarily focus so much on the diet. And then Mm. as time goes on, you realize, wow, like the mindset and like being optimistic and like having a positive outlook on life actually make you feel the best. You know, we're not Mm -hmm. saying that the food is not important. It definitely is. But I think we've both like really had our attention on the mindset stuff because we realize that the mindset piece is missing in the autoimmune community, Mm -hmm. which is why we spend so much time focusing about this and like bringing everything back to mindset. But I hope today's conversation will help you have a little bit more clarity about diet and like how we choose to eat. And hopefully it'll help you make that decision for yourself if you've been stuck and uh, don't feel like you're making any progress. Yeah. I mean, you just wrapped it up in a nice little bow and we're sending it on our way out into the universe. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.